0: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In the morning, he's real. He's real. Real, real. Jesus is real to me. Oh, yes. He gives me the victory. So many people doubt him i can't live without him that is why i love him so he's so real to me in the morning he's real he's real jesus is real to me oh yes he gives me the victory so many people doubt him but i can't live without him that is why i love him so he's so real to me hallelujah jesus is real hallelujah you know i thank god for the victory All week long, I've had the victory. Why? I was able to do all of those things, those things that were on my list that he put in my heart to do, huh? First starting out, getting up in the morning. Come on. Sounding in my right mind. Isn't it a lot going on in this world? Ooh, come on, Jesus. Huh? With food on my table. I go in there, make me a little coffee, put a little bit of milk in it. Mm mm mm. How about that tea, them eggs and grits? Woo Come on, thank you, Jesus. Some food to eat. Hallelujah. You know there is nothing like being able to get up and see about yourself. You know we pray for those that can't see about themselves. We thank God for those that help people that can't see about themselves. But baby, it's nothing like waking up. I don't care how tired, how stiff, how sore. Hmm, how you wonder, how can I do it? Why do I have to get up? Huh? The fact that God keeps you, He's a sustainer. He is a sustainer, you know, and there's a time when He's coming. He is coming, but no man, know huh? knoweth the day of the hour, but of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but only. My father, but my father only. That's what Jesus said. He said he's the one. The father only knows when he's coming back. But what we do, we get ready, get saved and stay saved Uh, and tell somebody else about being saved. Because our life, what's our life like? Our life is like the light. People will be attracted Thank you, Jesus. There's life in Jesus. You know, somebody told me, people know I can't stand drugs. I hate drugs. I hate them with a passion because it's like hating the devil. You know, we're not supposed to play tiddlywinks with the devil. No, we hate the devil. We hate the enemy of God. We hate the enemy of our souls. Yeah. And drugs, that's another way another way i'm I don't care how how they claim that it's- elite, that it's legal now was illegal so they they make money off of you, but now it's legal so that they can make money off of you, huh, but the fact that your mind is still twisted, those illicit drugs those drugs that that entertainment purposes I can't stand drugs drugs make you dumb, drugs make you stupid, and you know there's someone. Folks, they know that I can't stand drugs. But, you know, they said, I can't stand that that you don't do drugs. Hmm. I can't stand that, that you don't do drugs. That, that, that kind of took me for a loop-de-loop right there. The fact that they can't stand that my mind isn't twisted, hmm, that they can't stand that my mind is fixed on Jesus that no matter what pain I feel you know something that depression is not going to go away if that's like a uh, just this like a what they used to say uh, 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 just something a puppy dog just getting on your nerves something getting on your nerves that fly more or less let's say that fly that mosquito just flying around getting on your nerves it's not going to stop getting on your nerves We live in a fallen world but what we do I thank God for every moment. I might feel that pain. I I might feel the heartbreak. I might wonder, you know, my mind might be a a little upset. My heart, oh my goodness. I might be straight going through. But the fact that I feel everything, I don't need no drugs to make me numb. I don't need any drugs to make me dumb. I want to go through with perseverance, knowing that my God is a keeper. He's a keeper. I don't have to worry about uh, being uh, 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 numb by drugs. And they got these commercials now where they talk about hers, his, those commercials uh, where you can uh, selectively, you can just uh, undercover, get something sent to you, you know, uh, where you, you don't feel the depression. Now, you know, you do what you need to do. Sometimes that medical depression gets you to where you can't even work. You can't even get out of bed. I get it. But you know, there's some of us who have overcome. Hallelujah, by the blood of the lamb. Hallelujah, Jesus. I am by the words of my testimony. I'm telling you that I got through last week. Hallelujah, I got through the week before. You know, it's not a week that doesn't go by that where I, I feel it. I, I feel it. I'm like, Ugh. but you know that perseverance. As I press, he as I press toward the mark. I'm for the prize. What's the prize? The high calling of God. God, that high calling. You know, my I, I might not have made it according to the world when it comes to riches and and all that career wise, whatever business wise, you know. But according to God, I know I've held on. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. And that high calling is more precious than anything here on earth. Me being in right relationship, you being in right relationship with God is more important, more precious than anything anything that is bought or sold here on earth even the money that it takes it's more precious than the money because you know what Jesus tells us we read it you're going to weep and howl. those that you think money's your God it's going to get you up out this mess Mm-mm-mm, no uh, you you think it's going to buy your way to know the day or the hour you think it's going to buy your way out of the tribulation to come because you have missed the rapture. Oh Lord, no, it's not going to happen like that. No, you're not going to be able to buy your way out. It's going to be tarnished. It's going to be worthless. It's going to be just trampled under the horse's hooves. It's just going to be worthless in that. The fact that it will not be able to buy your way, it's not going to buy your way, but God, see, he paid the way I couldn't have worked myself to the bone. I couldn't have worked for any company, any Fortune 500, any Fortune 100, any Fortune 50, any government job. No, none of them. No business that I started. I don't care if I I owned all the businesses and interest and all the businesses, stock options, whatever it would be. No, it wouldn't have been enough. For the gift that God has given us. Through his precious blood. Hallelujah. He paid the price. And all of our righteousness. Even if we was the best sinner. Best saints. Best everybody in the world. No it wouldn't have been enough. It was his blood. Hallelujah. That saved us. huh? Stomp whatever wouldn't have been able to get you there. But Jesus. And all we have to do. Is say yes. And you know, the fact that we know that he's real, they can't stand it. You know, you might be wanting to turn this away. You might be wanting to go flip on through. You know what? That is okay because there's going to come a day. Um, there's going to come a day when he's going to take us up out of here and the church will be gone. And then you'll look around and you'll say, oh, well, where did everybody go? Huh? The church will be gone in the bosom of Jesus. And we'll be sitting at the marriage supper of the lamb, praising God, hallelujah. And you'll still be down here going through wondering where did everybody go? And the tribulation will start. Hmm. But why are we here? Why are we here? We're here to give God the glory. (laughs) We're here to give him the praise. Hallelujah. Welcome to another broadcast. Together with him, I'm sister and <laughs> grab your Bibles. I'm not playing today. Mm-mm. I had a great time in Jesus today. Big shout out to the New Life Worship Center. Amen. The young people down there, we had, oh my goodness, we had quite a few young people. You know, when you're running more than, than and I'm talking about uh, more than five or whatever. If you have five little ones, hallelujah, praise God for those five and minister to those five. If you have two little ones, one little one. Come on, minister to those young people. We had more than that, quite a few more than that. Big shout out to that ministry and the LFHHM volunteers that go with us. You know who you are, huh? And our big. Volunteer, I tell you the mature a uh, young person that hangs with us, I tell you through thick and thin that young person is right there with us. You know who you are, a uh, young lady in Christ, we love you dearly. My sister, Amen. Get your Bible. Get your Bible, cause we we're not playing here. We're gonna get through some scripture here. Mm, that Matthew twenty four thirty six, huh? But on of that day, huh? A- an hour. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my father only. That's something that Jesus said. Only God knows. Hallelujah. When that day is coming. It just behooves us. They used to say they still say it. It just it's just important for us to get ready. Stay ready. And tell somebody else to get ready. Amen. Live that life and be the earth, the salt, and the light here on earth. Praise God. Now you know I done already had my praise break. Hmm. I wake up praising him. I thank God for praising him. I thank God for the ability of the mind to praise him. Huh? But we're gonna go ahead and take our praise break. And you know, this is a Marvin Sapp praise break. This this man of God now, he he shares a little bit, but the whole thing about praise, amen. It's not so much now, you know, they they really get they try to get us to shout. I you don't have to get me to shout. All you got to do is just uh, let's, let's get in this word. Let's see what God says. Hallelujah. Because I know that word is true. You don't have to get me a, to shout to give. No, you don't have to get me to shout to come back to another service. No, because I enjoy being in the number of the saints of the my brothers and sisters in the Christ. I enjoy being in the number one more time. You don't have to get me to shout. You don't have to uh, make my feet happy to give. I'm going to give because that's what I'm supposed to give. I do. I'm a cheerful giver and I'm blessed. Um, The Bible says bless it is a cheerful giver amen i'm happy about giving i'm happy that i have something to give amen we're gonna talk about something today Mm -mm -mm. y'all y'all get ready and i'm not pointing fingers at nobody that don't have a job Mm -mm. not pointing fingers i'm not pointing fingers what we're gonna do we're gonna get into this and see about what god says about it come on as we usually do let's give god some glory amen they already in it thank you jesus get a sis wait a minute now listen Some of y'all just dancing. I'm going to dance. Some of y'all don't know how to dance, and that's fine. Because the moving of your feet ain't what applies pressure. What applies pressure is elevated volume levels. Y'all ain't talking to me. Some of y'all still quiet. And God told me to tell you. That if you turn up the volume right now When you get home Some stuff is gonna be moved You better turn up the volume You better You better Turn it up. Turn it up Come on, Jesus! Sister Risa says, Amen. Stay ready. Right. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Oh, yes. My God, he is worthy to be praised. You know, they might holler and talk about it being emotionalism, you know, but you can sit down on God if you want to. But I don't believe that's his way. If a king, King David, Dance before the Lord until he danced up out of his clothes. Now, you know what I'm talking about. He he said, look, I am going to give God glory and I will become even more undignified. Yeah. You know, if a king can do it, come on, I know I'm sister Anne. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a little brown lady trying to make a difference in Jesus. Amen. I'm trying to just tell, do my part, tell the world about what I know about him. Hallelujah. And if, if a king can do it, then that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to give God some glory. And however you give him glory, come on. You want to clap your hands. You want to wave your hands. You want to dance before the Lord. You want to cut your step. Amen. You want to sing, you know, here. But there's something about living for the Lord. There's something about it. I'm talking about Uh, non-believers. You're interested. All right. You're here. You're signed in and you've tuned in because you're interested. You're curious. But uh, as believers... I want us to know somebody has to do the work. Mm. Somebody has to do the work. Everybody can't be pastor. Uh, everybody can't be evangelist. Everybody can't be the speaker and the teacher and all of that. You know, we as believers, we have our own households. That's right. Even if it's a household of one to minister to ourselves, if it's a household of one, get ready. Let it, let, let the walls hear. Amen. Let the word go out because it's not going to return void. It's not going to have no effect. It's going to have big effect when the word of God is spoken and declared. It is so, and you know, even if it's just a household of one. As a believer, I'm a single person. That's right. I can get a lot of work done for Jesus being a single person. And being a single person, I have to take care of this household. As for me and my house, look, we're going to serve the Lord. That's right. I'm not going to be having all kinds of craziness going on up in my house. Yeah, I'm not going to have all kinds of uh, weird things going on in my house. huh? It's going to be sanctification, love, Fun, I'm talking about clean family, fun, love, enjoy, peace. Amen. A place where I can relax, recline and and get in God's word and study and pray and worship. Oh, yes. We get busy for Jesus. Hmm? Somebody has to do the work, y'all. We got to get up and be about this thing. You know, too many. I would say churches are empty. They're not there. You know, and I understand why you don't have to tell me why. I know. And they can say prophecy, great falling away first, you know, all of whatever entails. They could say that, you know, that it's been already foretold. There's going to be a great falling away. But then they say it's going to be a great revival. Then they say it's going to be a great revival in your town, in Kansas City, in this place, in that place. I think the most important thing is to see about you. That's right. You know, whatever else anybody is doing, you need to see about you. Young man, young lady, you know, you could be living uh, by yourself. Yeah, living is just you and your family, just you and, and your kids, sis, bruh. Uh, yeah, there's some single fathers now, you know, because people are, are doing what they need to do to be responsible. Yeah, it might be just you, but still, you are responsible for you. That's right. When we stand before God, it's not going to be anybody else standing with us. The pastor won't be standing there with you. Mm Big mama ain't, uh, and, and papa's not going to be standing there with you. Mama's not going to be standing there with you. Daddy's not going to be standing there with you. Only you, you will be standing before the Lord by yourself. That's right. That's right. mm. So let's let's pick up some boldness right now so that when we stand before him, we will not get caught with our works undone. Huh? We ain't going to get caught with excuses talking about, oh, well, I have this depression fit and I have to uh, go ahead and smoke this and, and get dumb stupor with it, you know, because uh, I had a headache or depression, whatever the case is. No, it won't be any excuses standing before God. It won't be any excuses once the Lord cracks that sky and catches the church away and you stuck here doing going through some type of tribulation. Don't think you're going to get through it. This is a strong delusion that's coming from God himself. When we, those that are there still stuck here on earth during that tribulation time, I'm telling you, it, it, that's not the time to go. He says the day you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Come on, let's room and zoom, zoom and get to Matthew chapter seven. And we're going to start here at verse 15. Now, look, Jesus explains everything. The word of God, there is no secret. And there's a song, there's no secret where God can do what he's done for others. He'll do for you. There's no secret. God is not keeping any secrets from me, from anybody here on earth. He says, whosoever will, let him come. He that hath an ear, let him hear. Come on, let's hear the word of God and he will give you the power to do it. He'll give you the salvation power. Let's look at Matthew chapter 7. And we're going to start here at verse 15. It's a tree and it's fruit, a tree and it's fruit. This is what it's talking about here. You know, uh, beware, it says, verse 15 of the false prophets, teachers who come to you dressed up as sheep, appearing gentle and innocent. But inwardly are ravenous wolves by their fruit. You will recognize them. That is by their fruit. Contrive doctrine and self-focus see if it's all about mm, oh goodness lord if it's all about building fun if it's all about a uh, pastor needing a new car if it's all about whatever and i'm not talking about if the roof is leaking and you know you're that's a part of the ministry god puts you in you know folks need to be tithed. If if people tithe you wouldn't have to be begged out of your money to, to do what you need to do to take care of the facility that God has given you charge and help had you put there where you can learn and bring others to to learn about Jesus. But that old fake stuff, that contrived doctrine, that self-focus, you know, they're they're preaching and teaching on, uh, you know, um, stuff that just doesn't doesn't add up in the Bible you know, stuff that, you know, look, you've done everything to stand and you're still standing. Well, the Bible says stand anyway, and you're doing that. It didn't say jump up and down, turn around three times and, you know, slap your neighbor or whatever. But here's the thing. Those are acts of faith, but that's not the act of what we stand on. We stand on the word. Come on. Do, do people pick grapes from thorns, bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the unhealthy tree bears bad fruit. You know what is it? Is that tree? And you know they talk about people being trees. We're like trees planted by the rivers of water. You know, we're 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 trees. We stand. Come on. And here we are. What is it? Is it is it a good tree? Even so, Every healthy tree bears good fruit, healthy, healthy in the word, healthy. That's teaching the truth of the word of God, not trying to talk people out of their little ends. And you know, they got to, they got to make that house note. They got to make that, that, uh, that building note or whatever. Don't burden the people of God. Come on, minister to them, love them. Come on. But the unhealthy tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. See, God's not playing the fact that you want to bear bad fruit. You don't want to tell the people of God the truth. You want to you want to preach their feet. Yeah, you want to preach to them to where they jump and shout and and come back and bring they rent money. That's what, you know, come on. No, no, no. It says, look, if you're not, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. All we need to do is preach and teach the word of God. Uh, Preach and teach the word of God. Therefore, by their fruit, you will recognize them as false prophets. Now, look, we have a responsibility as human beings. Given the same choice, see, to understand, given the same revelation, we hear the men and women of God, women and women of God that God has set over uh, to preach and teach and be pastors after his own heart, after the heart of that word of God. So if they're preaching or teaching anything, false prophets, raggedy living, oh, can't live nothing living just raggedy, living just like the world. You can't even tell the difference. No, that's a false prophet. What they're saying, prophesy, they're going to prophesy to you, new car, new house or whatever, you know, prophesy to you. You need to prophesy. Come on, deliverance, sound mind. Let me get to the house of the Lord. Let me get to that house, that place where God has prepared. That's the, the ministering that we need to be ministering to people so that, they get it. That's the most important house to minister to. And God knows we need places to live. He knows we need it, and he steps in and provides. He already knows what we're in need of before we ask. huh? Come on. Let's go ahead and turn to Ephesians chapter four. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians chapter four. We're moving right along. Ephesians chapter four. And I want to turn to verse twenty eight. What is this? Ephesians chapter four, verse 28. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, come on. But it says the thief who has become a believer must no longer steal, but instead he must work hard, making an honest living, producing that which is good with his own hands, so that he will have something to share with those in need. Oh, the thief who has become a believer. Now that's from the pulpit to the door. Baby, some folk just have issues. They was out there stealing, lying, conniving, or in whatever name, prophet lying or whatever. Uh, before and now here, here you are drug dealing. They was doing all kinds of things. Salesmen. Yeah. Salesman, a government official lying to the people, whatever, just lying. Come on. The thief who has become a believer, you thieving, lying and stealing, getting the people just stealing, thieving, huh? The who has become a believer must no longer steal. Let's not do it. Let's stop stealing. We don't go into these stores and shoplift because, oh, well, let's see. They can afford it. They write it off on the insurance and all that. No, we don't do that. You know, we believe God for what we need. And he gives us the jobs, the businesses, and he gives us the sense to know and gives us the strength to do work hard and build it up. He says, but instead he must work. Stop stealing. But instead he must work. And How? hard. Mm-hmm. Be ready to work hard because see, here's the thing. One of the curse, the curse of man was to, he had to till that ground and by, by the sweat of his brow, he had to work. Okay. Well, guess what? We're still living in a fallen world. Yeah. Does God save us in this world from working hard? Uh, I think that there's something to working hard. I think work builds character. It builds strength. It builds endurance. It builds perseverance. It builds overcoming. It builds that self-confidence in what God put in you to do. So, yeah, I think work is good. It says he must work hard, making an honest living. You don't have to go work for the man if you don't want want to. Go ahead and start that business. Yeah, you might have, but you're going to, hey, you might have to go ahead and work a little bit. Get those coins together so that you can invest in it because they might not give you no loan. And then they give you a loan and then you still got to pay it back. Yeah. Those business loans, don't think, okay, you got that business loan today and then that's it. You're not going to pay them back. Wait till you get that social security check and see what they do. Oh, yeah, they're going to take it. They're going to take that money. You can't just write that off, poof that off. It's, it's going to be there. So what do you do? Make an honest living. Producing that which is good. Huh? Producing that which is good. You know, that caught me right there. I'm going to tell you how that caught me. There's a lot of jobs out here where they're producing and making things, um, trinkets or what are the widgets they call them, so that it fits in other things. Okay, so they may be making bombs, weaponry, mm, uh, all this type of technology where it's taking, you're making widgets for the technology that is going to destroy people Mm, that's going to destroy the environment okay good huh producing that which is good let's do that let's focus on doing some good work yes that which is good with his own hands amen Uh, I tell you this computer, you need your fingers. You need your mind. You can't have it stooped up stupid with drugs. Huh? You can't have it to the point where you can't even function on drugs. You, You need your mind. You need your your body with his own hands so that he will have something to share with those in need. So not only do you take care of yourself, but you get to take care of others that you're responsible for and others that are in need to share. All right. Come on. That's what the word says. Don't argue with with me. Huh? Let's see what the word says again. Let's look at Second Thessalonians, chapter 10. Yes. Yeah, Second Thessalonians, chapter 10. And we're going to look at. Uh oh! Yeah, actually, there is no chapter ten in Second Thessalonians. I believe it's chapter 3 Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a typo. So it's Second Thessalonians chapter three that we need to turn to. Let me show you technology. Poof! <laughs> did we fix it? We did. Yeah. See, that's technology working with your hands. Amen. Something that's good here. Second Thessalonians chapter three, and we're going to start at verse six. Thank you, Jesus. Now here, this is Paul to the letter to Thessalonians. He says, now we command you believers in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by his authority that you withdraw and keep away from every brother or sister who leads an undisciplined life life and does not live in accordance with the tradition and teaching that you have received from us oh my goodness you know so look that sister that you just got to talk to probably on a daily basis uh they call themselves say brother save sister whatever that brother you talk to you just got to hear what the latest word is what's going on uh come on it says that That if they lead an undisciplined life, undisciplined life and does not live in accordance with the tradition and teaching that you have received from us for your for you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example because we did not act in an undisciplined or inappropriate manner. When we were with you, we were never idle Oh, well, how, what are they talking about? Undisciplined. Inappropriate. We were never idle or lazy, nor did we avoid our duties. Hmm? If you have a post at the church, I don't care if you had the post, it was 10 years ago. And you left because it was just your own accord. You know, well, you know, they just talk about money too much. You know, more likely that ministry is probably has a different pastor, uh, but you were there. That ministry blessed you. Uh, you were there. That ministry blessed you. That ministry taught you. You were able to participate and grow in that ministry. You had a place. You had a job in that church. Go back. Yes. Go back to that ministry And minister in that capacity. God didn't move you. What moved you? Huh? You know what moved you? You you got caught up. Couldn't didn't resist. Didn't resist that temptation. Got caught up. Got caught up into laziness. Hmm. Got caught up into uh, being idle. I don't want to go to church this Sunday. I'll go next Sunday. Or maybe I'll go Easter, see, or maybe I'll go and see resurrection Sunday is what we call it. Uh, We don't we didn't learn that because now we still been out. Uh, Maybe I'll go Christmas. See, to be idle and not working in the household of faith, that that's silly that that right there will get you straight into trouble. And this is what he's talking about in appropriate manner. And he's serious about this. He said undisciplined life. That's what he's calling. He says, Do not live in accordance. He says, Keep away from every brother and sister who leads an undisciplined life. Don't call them up. I'm going to call Sister So and so and see how things are going. This then Sister So and so, she's going to pick it up. Brother So and so, Oh, will you know they steal? Oh, will you know they steal? Oh, come on. No, we're to stay away from them. Why? Because we need to get focused back on what it is that we need to get focused on. Somebody has to do the work. Pastor can't do it all. That one deacon can't do it all. That one, that one usher, that mean usher. you know, maybe they're mean because they're tired. They're the only ones showing up on their post. And then you want to come sliding in and sit in the old kind of way, chewing gum or whatever, not reverencing the house of the Lord. You know, how how often does the usher have to open their mouth and ask you uh, politely or whatever? Come on. Maybe they're tired. Maybe they're tired because they haven't been lazy. They haven't been idle and they're still picking up and doing the work of three and four different saints that that could be doing the work. Mm, I'd be upset, too. Huh? It says you were, you were never, it says we, when we were with you, you were never idle or lazy, nor did we avoid our duties. We were never idle or lazy, nor did we avoid our duties, nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But with labor and hardship, we worked night and day to pay our own way. So that we would not be a financial burden on any of you for our support. You know what? a Workman is worthy of, of the hire. Okay. You're not supposed to muzzle the ox. And, you know, I understand all of the scriptures. But there's a point in time where the work has to get done. And a lot of times these evangelists, they're not going to slide in unless you put that down payment of 10 grand on. They won't even show because of the big name. But you got some right there in your own city that is for real. They work that job there faithful to their churches they give their tithe and offering it they study that word they're faithful to doing the work of the lord and they have a word from the lord they're evangelists this missionary that and they can't even get a time to preach ain't nobody sending for them come on see god you wonder why you got people right in our own midst right in our own churches, right in our own fellowships that do not get a chance to do any work. And they get discouraged. They get discouraged because they're working to do everything else. Their money's good for whatever else. But then when it comes time to share with us, saith the Lord, mm -mm, they not, they not getting that opportunity. You want to send for the big names. And then for those of us who wait for the big name, well, who's preaching, who's going in? Who's going to I don't I'm not going if unless so and say who is, you know, whatever the word is the word It's delicious all the way it is. You don't need no other different mouth to say it. And they not even have preaching the word. No way. They trying to preach you to shout. They trying to preach your pocketbook. Come on. Let's do this. He says, and then here we go. We work night and day. This is possible to pay our own way so that we would not be a financial burden to any of you for our support. Not because we had not. We do not have a right to such support. Huh? Not because we do not have a right to such support. They had the right. Why? Because that's scripture, whatever. But here we go. But we provided our own financial support to offer ourselves as a model for you. Yeah. So that you would follow our example. Now here, you can't get a preacher, pastor, evangelist, missionary. Huh? I don't even know minister whatever to come and preach or you know okay you're gonna give them a, a love offering or token or whatever but i'm talking about some of these big ones unless you get them to come in and preaching and, or whatever they they not uh they're not coming if you don't pay them but here here the Apostle Paul is saying, I'm going to show you, look, that we did this so that we can show you the way to do this. Uh, we ourselves as a model. They went to show us that them themselves are models so that you would follow their example. You know, there comes a time. OK, so we we run in a gravy train. Oh, gosh. who That just hurt even to say that really did see the people, the souls are. They're just looking for answers. They tired of getting up, and, and somebody's on the, in the bed on this side, and then the, someone else is getting up out of the bed on that side, and they just tired. And then they come to the household of faith, and they can't get the answers. They can't get the prayer. Come on, no, no, no. God is not gonna have that. He's he'll shut you down. He'll shut us down. We are responsible. For giving God the glory and ministering to those who come. Amen. And we're to compel men to come. Come on. For even while we were with you, he said, we used to give you this order. If anyone is not willing to work, then he is not to eat either. Mm-hmm. See, what are you going to do? You going to work? Uh, don't, don't sit up there and eat. You know, we can kind of go spiritual on this Right here, you're not going to work in the church. What good is it? You, you know, you're not going to, you're just going to come and just, just slide in, show your outfit, show your shoes, your hat or whatever suit. Okay, you got, you got the lime green coming out because it's spring. Mm, And then that tie and the little hanky to go with it. Uh, Whatever, Kyle, I don't even know if they're, how about the outfits? Now they wearing Jordans, Mm, the jogging suit. They they still jogging suits to me. I don't care what they talk. They they still look like pajamas to me. Okay. So the jogging suit, you got the sky blue jogging suit because it's coming out. And then you got the sky blue uh, shoes to go with it. The Jordans. And then you got the sky blue hat. Uh, That represents your uh, team or whatever. Uh, You don't even. It's just a team that has sky blue color. So you got that going on. And then you got the medallions or whatever hanging. I don't even think that they're wearing those. But you got something that you're wanting to show. All right. So you come to the household of faith. And you just want to sit and eat. Now you done been down to the aisle. And asked God to be your Lord and Savior. Yeah. You did that. But then you have come. And your life is raggedy. You have come because you you can't give that girl up. Mm -mm. You can't give uh, that Saturday night or that Friday night hookup up. Yeah. See, your night with her is Saturday. uh, Your night with him is Friday. You can't give that up. Then you got to run around and and try to hide the, the weed smoking. You can't give that up because now it's legal. So you running around smelling like a weed or maybe whatever they call it, K two, K five, or whatever they call it. You know, so your your life is just raggedy. Hmm. And then here we go. You gotta know that that's not an excuse. The people of God, we gotta be cleaned up, ready, prayed up, fasted up, whatever. Get let's get up, <laughs> cause somebody has to do the work. Get up and do this thing. Make this thing happen so that people can see the example of what we are talking about. We got to be about our father's business. Come on. Verse 11. Indeed, we hear that some among you are leading an undisciplined and inappropriate life, doing no work at all, but acting like busybodies, meddling in other people's business. Now, such people, we command and exhort in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and work quietly and earn their own food and other necessities, supporting themselves instead of depending on the hospitality of others. Okay, so look, don't wait on her check, her food stamps. Stop that. I don't care if they pay work today, get paid today. There's jobs out there for that. Start somewhere honest where you don't have to look over your shoulder. Hmm? God will make a way and then grow from there. Get delivered. Be in the church house every time the church doors open. I, I know. I know they done shut down. They didn't shut down because folks ain't coming. But there are some churches that are still open. You got Wednesday prayer before you have Wednesday Bible class. They're opening that up again. You got Sunday morning service. You got Sunday school before you have Sunday morning service. And then there's there's still churches that have children's church. Bring all of the kids. Bring them all. Bring all five of them. Hallelujah. And come on and let's enjoy the name of Jesus. Someone that will help you with your kids that you can trust. Amen. And then if you can't trust them, you don't feel like you can or whatever. You got to work on that. Come on and help them. Be in the in the class with your kids and the teacher there. There's ministry right there. The teacher will teach you. Yes, we will. Huh? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Other necessities supporting themselves instead of depending on the hospitality of others. And as for the rest of you believers, do not grow tired or lose heart in doing good, but continue doing what is right without weakening. Huh? Tired mean usher. Mm, Don't 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 give up. Just cut out the meanness. Uh, Ask God for the strength. Put that smile on your face anyway. Thank you, Jesus. Get a new pair of gloves if they still wearing them uh, and just come on and keep on keeping on in Jesus name. Thank you, Lord. Now, if anyone in the church does not obey what we say in this letter, take special note of that person and do not associate with him so that he will be ashamed and repent. You know, you you gotta, if, if the church is empty, don't let folks call you to see how things are going. Cut them off, pray for them. Yes. That's what the Bible is telling us so that they'll be ashamed. Huh? They'll be ashamed and repent. They'll turn away. Maybe they'll come back. To see what's going on for themselves and to partake. God will bless them with the word. Get that word down on the inside of and transform them. Amen. Do not regard him as an enemy, but keep admonishing him as a believing brother. Keep on reminding them of the day. That Jesus is soon to come and that we're to be on point for the Lord and do all we can for the Lord and use our gifts for the Lord and tell others about the Lord and live for the Lord. Come on. Admonishing him. Now, may the Lord of peace himself grant you his peace at all times and in every way that peace and spiritual well-being that comes to those who walk with him regardless of life circumstances. I want to say that. Okay, so you're angry. You're angry. You're frustrated. You're frustrated about what the two saints did there. But guess what? That saint's gone. God to move them. Now it's just the word there. All right. So now you can go a word and then you can go and you can participate and get in there and let the Lord have his way. Come on and minister to you. spiritual well-being thank you lord peace thank you lord regardless to life circumstances we have to get some backbone about us that's right we do we do we have to quit being wimpy god didn't make no chumps i'm not a chump I don't care what anybody says. I don't feel threatened behind no man, woman, boy, or girl, no devil in any other place. No demon, no witch, no warlock. I don't feel threatened by anybody. I'm not a chump in Jesus. I know my place resting in the arms of the Lord, depending on his will and his way and his word. Come on. That's who I am. And God gives me the strength and he, if he gives me the strength, he'll certainly give you the strength, regardless of life circumstances, the Lord be with you all. Thank you, Lord. Now we got this one last scripture. I need to turn to it. I can't, I can't just turn my back on this one. This is delicious. See the word of God, Ooh, strength, strengthen the word of God. Hallelujah. Encouragement. Peace and joy in the word of God. Blessed assurance in the word of God. Now here, bearing one another's burdens. That's what we're here for. You know, you got all kinds of people ministering on YouTubes and Facebooks and wherever else they flow from. You know, they're encouraging, they're bearing the burden, allowing the word to be known so that you can take that word and that you can continue to move and grow and move and live and have your being in Him, in the word. Come on, bearing one another's burdens, brothers. If anyone is caught in any sin, you who are spiritual. That is you who are responsive to the guidance of the spirit. That's capital letter S Holy Spirit. Come on are to restore such a person in the spirit of gentleness, not with a sense of super superiority or self-righteousness. Keeping a watchful eye on yourself so that you are not tempted as well. So even by me sharing this today, there's no superiority in what I'm trying to say. The only one that we point to is Jesus huh? and him crucified and overcoming. Hallelujah, by raising from the dead and rising with all power of heaven and earth in his hands. He's the superior one, the only righteous God. Uh, There's no self-righteous. He counts us righteous. Amen. And I walk in that thanking him every day. Hallelujah, that he made a way for, for me to be righteous alongside of him based on his blood that he shed. Thank you, Lord. And I'm not looking to be tempted. I got my own walk that we're all walking. Amen. Because, but for the grace of God, there go any of us, but for his grace, come on chapter or verse two, carry one another's burdens in this way, you will fulfill the requirements of the law of Christ. That is the law of Christian love. So even though that their people are lazy, they're not trying to work. We're going to admonish them. We're going to encourage them in love, amen. We're going to pray for them. Uh, we're not going to fall prey to their uh, tricks and games. How you doing? What's going on? All that. We're not being the gossip. We're not doing any of that. We're going. To, we're going to do it God's way in Christian love, amen. For if anyone thinks he's is something special. When in fact, he's nothing special except in his own eyes, he deceives himself. And that's from the pulpit to the door. We need to humble ourselves before who God is. Verse four, but each one must carefully scrutinize his own work, examining his actions, attitudes and behavior. Amen. And then he can have the personal satisfaction and inner joy of doing something commendable without comparing himself to another. See, the work that you do. When you do it as unto the Lord, amen, that personal satisfaction, this is what he told you to do. He, he wants you to do this work that you don't have to compare yourself to somebody else's work. I don't compare myself to anybody else's work. I'm not going to be the Pope, wouldn't want to be the Pope. I'm not going to be an apostle. I'm not, I don't want to be an apostle. I want to be who I am. I'm Sister Anne. And if I focus on being sister and the work that he gave me to do for my family, my household, amen. That's something commendable. And I don't have to compare myself to anybody else. That's what it says here in verse four. Read it. Come on. For every person will have to bear with patience and His own burden of faults and shortcomings for which he alone is responsible. So just because we have our burdens, our shortcomings, our faults or whatever, don't say, look, the Lord knows my heart. We better lay before the throne of God. Amen. Lay before his altar. And what I mean by that, getting in that prayer time. Every time that temptation comes, you rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. That's right. You say it and then ask God to give you strength to overcome and start walking. Amen. Start busying yourself. Uh, Put on some Christian music. Hallelujah. Do whatever you can can do a holy dance, turn on some praise break music, get into God's presence, any kind of way you can read that word, get your favorite scriptures out. See there, that's going to get rid of those faults and shortcomings. And well, that's going to help you resist that temptation because you're not focusing on the temptation. You're resisting the devil, resisting that temptation focus, and you're focusing on God. And guess what? The word of God says, and that devil will flee. It's going to run. And in the meantime, after that devil's running, you will be in the presence of God, enjoying the fellowship and worship of God. Hallelujah. Verse 6 The one who is taught the Word of God is to share all good things with his teacher, contributing to his spiritual and material support. Oh, yeah, you want to give a little gift, huh? An offering, a love offering, whatever, however that ministry goes. Okay, there it is. That's okay to do. That man or woman of God is pouring into you and teaching you uh, good things. Amen. Hallelujah. You want to share good things with them, contributing to them as well. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. He will not allow himself to be ridiculed, nor treated with contempt, nor allow his precepts to be scornfully set aside. Don't think God is playing. Somebody has to do the work and he's told and pointed us out. He put it in your heart, the work to do. For, and here it goes. Continue in verse seven. For whatever a man sows, this and this only is what he will reap amen and i want to remind you of that song there's a song that i sung with my brothers and sisters down at the apostolic church of jesus christ hallelujah in due season if we faint not that song if we faint not hallelujah in due season we shall reap if we faint not and this is what that scripture is saying that promise and that song Get that song. Hallelujah. Go out there and look it up. Faint not and get your shout and praise on off of it. Get that devil off of you. For the one who sows to his flesh, his sinful capacity, his worldliness, his disgraceful impulses. See, if you focus on that, sow to that, focus on that, pour into that, do that. Huh, those sinful worldliness and disgraceful impulses. Here's what it says. You will reap from the flesh ruin and destruction. See, you think you're getting ahead. Yeah. You're you, all you're doing is kicking the can down the road. <laughs> Same thing as what's going on <laughs> With this inflation stuff, huh? Huh? Your yeah, economic forums and all—they just kicking the can down the road. inevitably come on. Is somebody gonna pay the piper on all this debt, huh? Ruin and destruction is what's coming. But the one who sows to the spirit—that's capital letter S, God—will from the spirit reap eternal life. So God's gonna give us eternal life. Let us not grow weary or become discouraged in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap if we do not give in. If we faint not, come on, in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Come on, verse 10. So then, while we as individual believers have the opportunity, let us do good to all people. Not only being helpful, but also doing that which promotes their spiritual Mm well-being. And especially be a blessing to those of the household of faith, born again believers. Let's bless one another. Amen. Men and women of God, pastors, preachers. Uh, apostles, whatever title you have, bishops, bless the people of God. Bless the people. Uh, Only being helpful, doing that which promotes their spiritual well-being. Do that. Hallelujah. And to those of the household of faith. Amen. Be a blessing to the born again believers. Amen hallelujah come on now what you gonna do what are you going to do Hmm. do you know jesus do you know jesus now born again believers mean at least the to the least we ask god to be our lord and savior now if you haven't done that you can't even be considered a born again believer if you still want to do what you want to do and you haven't cracked your lips. You haven't opened up your mouth to ask God to have mercy on you and to tell him the profession of your faith that you're going to turn away from this world. Yes, we trust him. He'll, he'll help us. We don't give up because we mess up, but we continue to press on and press in. We first have to ask him profession of faith, Lord, I'm a turn away from my sin and I'm a turn to you. If we haven't done that, then that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. You need to hear yourself. You need to hear yourself. And, you know, it's nothing like going ahead and saying it. And there's times we, we pray this prayer over and over. <laughs> yeah, we pray to remind ourselves amen if you need to be saved you need to ask the lord to be your lord and savior you want to turn away from sin and turn to god you want to you want to get started in being that born again believer you can start by praying this prayer dear god in heaven i come to you in the name of jesus I acknowledge to you that I am a sinner. And I am sorry for my sins and the life that I have lived. I need your forgiveness. Please forgive me for my sins. I repent and turn away from sin, and I turn to you. I believe that you, Jesus, shed your precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins and I am now willing to turn from my sin. I repent and turn away from sin and I turn to you. I believe that you, Jesus, shed your precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins and I am now willing to turn from my sin right now I ask you Jesus to be my Lord and Savior and Lord over my life and my soul with my heart I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead this very moment I accept you Jesus as my Lord and Savior Lord Jesus transform my life so that I may bring glory and honor to you in Jesus name amen amen amen. and if you prayed that prayer you are on your way amen starting a new day with favor with God amen favor with him a new relationship with our Lord and our Savior if you need um there's a pamphlet out there on our website at www.lfhhm.org, and there's a discipleship resource pamphlet out there you can go out there and click on that pamphlet and it'll open it up and you'll be able to save it to your phone and you'll be able to look to see what's next. What's next? What can we expect? Amen. The repentance and God just blessing us to draw us closer to him. The uh, the baptism. Amen. Uh, in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin. To be filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. And to with the initial evidence of speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance. And walking through a a newness of life, a new life, a for real life, a clean life, a real one, not a fake one. And be ready to work. Hallelujah. For the Lord. We love you. Amen. Be blessed. Be blessed. And we appreciate you. Amen. Just know that we love you. And the Lord loves you. And I always say, if the Lord says the same. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining the LFHHM broadcast, together with him. Special thanks to the LFHHM volunteers, friends, and the consultants at Union Rock Hill Films, One God, One Church. Don't forget to check out the discipleship resources at www.lfhhm.org. There are also great volunteer opportunities. Click on the Contact Us tab and let us know you're interested. Be sure to subscribe, like, and sign up to review media notifications on events and updates. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is indeed plentiful, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest.